0: You're listening to Focus on the Bible. I sat on the porch one day with a letter from a friend. And in that letter, there were some verses that were listed. And I decided these verses are so good, I'm going to memorize them today and carry them for their lifetime. And so I did. I decided I wouldn't leave my chair on the porch until I had memorized Philippians chapter 4 and verses 6 through 8. And those verses have been a tremendous source of peace in my life ever since. Today, let's talk about this. There are so many things in the world today that would trouble every one of us. They would trouble us right into a coma if we would allow it. But at some point, we have to realize the truth is that God needs to be a part of the picture in our mental life. And that's what these verses in Philippians are about. First, though, Matthew chapter 6, Jesus dealt with this. It seemed that he noticed some worry in his disciples. They're concerned about many things. And he told them there's only one thing to concern yourself about in your thought life. And and that's the God who is the God of the kingdom of heaven. Matthew in chapter 6, verse 25, Jesus said, therefore, I say unto you, Take no thought for your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor yet for your body, what you shall put on. Is not the life more than meat and the body than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are you not much better than they? The point here is not our activity in life. The point here is our mental life. What is it that consumes our thoughts? Now, obviously, there's a good reason to plant sometime. There's a good reason to store hay in the barn. But what Jesus doesn't want is that we would be consumed with worry and anxiety. He says here, what could you add to your stature? Could you even add one cubit to your stature by thinking about it all the time? The answer is no. I really can't change a thing by my thoughts. Now, this is not an exercise in positive thinking. Positive thinking is something that comes to us from the secular world. This is an exercise in godly thinking. Is to allow God to be the center of our thoughts, and that's exactly what Paul the Apostle is after in Philippians chapter 4. He writes this great epistle to us to center us on the joy that should be ours who know Jesus as our Savior, whose eternal life is settled forever, and who really have the presence of God with us forever. Eternal life has already begun, hasn't it? It began the moment that we trusted in Jesus Christ to save us. And there's no temporary circumstance here that ought to ever take that joy away from us. And yet, what do we see, dear friend? Psychologists' offices covered often with people who are believers in Jesus, who just for years and years and years have not had a proper mental life with God. Philippians chapter 4 now, in verse number 6, Paul the Apostle says, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Isn't that what we all really want in this life? Just give me a little peace. That's the number one thing that people need is peace in life. And here's the prescription for it. Now, we can break it down this way. Verse 6 is an explanation of our spiritual mental approach. And then verse 7 simply is God's promise to take over when we do the things from verse 6. What is this spiritual mental approach about? Well, he says... To not be careful. Now, let me explain this word. It's an old English word. Don't use it very much anymore in this way. The word careful here, and Paul says, be careful for nothing, literally means to be full of care. In Luke chapter 10, there's a great story there. Martha and Mary, two sisters, their brothers, Lazarus, they're hosting Jesus for a meal. And in their home in Bethany, apparently those ladies could really cook because Jesus seemed to prefer Bethany. And as they were preparing the meal, Martha had a problem. She goes into where Jesus is apparently telling stories, and she wants Jesus to rebuke her sister Mary because Mary's not helping out enough. You know what Mary's doing? She's listening to Jesus. So while Jesus talks to the other guests in the home, Mary has joined them while poor Martha's in the kitchen laboring over that six-course probably fried chicken or something like that that she was fixing up for Jesus, and Martha is upset. She wants a rebuke for Mary, and boy, does Martha ever get a surprise. Jesus tells Martha Mary has chosen the one thing that's best to do. And he rebuked Martha instead. In fact, it's a double name rebuke. He says, Martha, Martha. And he tells Martha that she is troubled and careful. Luke chapter 10 and verse 41, Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things. But one thing is needful. And Mary hath chosen that good part which shall not be taken away from her. Could you imagine the shock on the face of Martha at the rebuke that, he intend, that she intended for her sister Mary? But now here's the teaching. If our mental lives are going to be worth anything towards the peace that we long for, we're going to have to get our mind off the many things that trouble us and fill us with care and put our eyes on the one thing, and make God the middle of everything. So the correct mental approach in Philippians 4, 6, number one, don't be full of care. Don't be anxious in anything. Then pray for everything. Now he uses the word supplication here. That's not a normal word for prayer. It's a very specific prayer. That's what supplication is. So we need to tell God the details that otherwise would trouble us. Tell it to God. Now, why are we telling God details? Doesn't he know everything? Well, sure, we're not telling him for information. Well, then why do we pray? Because he commanded us to. Because God knows if we don't tell those details to him, we're probably going to stew over them ourselves, huh? And get ourselves all troubled and all full of care, all anxious over things that we can't even change if we thought about them all day and all night long, which often hmm, we do. But he says, rather than being anxious for anything, pray for everything and make a specific prayer. And then number three, he says to include something very important in that prayer, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. Does that mean that we thank God for unpleasant things? No, I don't think necessarily. I think it means that we maybe are thanking God that whatever it is that would make us anxious without him, that we're thankful that he's in charge That we're thankful that if something comes to us, though it may be negative, he tried it out first. He thinks it's going to be okay, and he's going to help us all along the way. Do you realize, friend, that nothing as a believing child of God is going to come to you and me? That God has it already checked out? And that God surely has everything we need to get through that event? Do you know that God can see the backside of that problem, that challenge, that lack, as well as he can see the front side? Do you know he knows the answer better than we even know the problem? And that's what this spiritual mental approach to life is all about, is having the discipline to stop worrying about things we can't even change and pray about those things to the one who can change everything. And we're so thankful for his presence and power in them that that becomes a very natural, normal part of our prayer. Is that good? Is that good? And when we are disciplined enough that we have this spiritual mental approach to life, verse 7 is a promise that comes from God to us. It says, And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So there's how we get our peace. It's in unloading our concerns on God. And the peace of God passes all understanding. Do you do you believe this that there are things that that when I unload on God, I get a peace about them that's beyond my understanding. I just know the main thing. I don't know all the things, but I know the main thing and that that is God has my back. And there's my peace. In fact, here he uses a very strong word. It says that the peace of God shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. The word keep here means guard. We're on guard in our minds. The thing that guards our minds against our anxiety and worry is the very peace of God that is on guard. Could you imagine an armed guard marching back and forth in front of the portals of your mind, securing it from trouble and anxiety and worry that would come to you? Well, we get that armed guard called the peace of God when we practice this spiritual mental approach to handle life through prayer and not through our own worry and anxiety. Now, here's a great thing. Verse number eight, Paul extends it even farther to help us in our mental approach to life. And he tells us very practically the things that ought to occupy our minds all day long. Rather than worry or things that take us away from God, here's what he recommends. He says in verse eight, Finally, brethren whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report. If there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. So the more we think about these things that are on this list, I mean, how easy could it be? Paul Lists it for us. Carry the list around in your pocket if necessary. But these are the things that Paul says ought to occupy our mind all day long as opposed to worrying about things that to us we have no remedy and no power to live beyond them. Hear those things again. He says what's true, honest, just, that means right, what is pure, what is lovely, what things are of good report, virtue, that means goodness. The thought needs to be a good thought. Any praise, think on these things. And friend, as we fill our minds with these things, that means those things overpower other things that would creep into our idle hours, into the time between the events of busyness, That would occupy our minds and cause us to worry and fret and turn our eyes and our focus away from God. Those are the things to think of in this spiritual mental approach for life. Friend, this is a prescription for a whole different life. What this means is when you get yourself into this great mental approach through prayer that when something comes to you that you would have never asked for, you would have never selected that, you can rest easy and know this has come to me. Even though I have prayed, this has still come to me. Therefore, God is working on a bigger plan with a higher goal than I've known about. So God, you and I together are going to go through this experience. And we can... Begin to pray for that outcome that will be engineered by the God. And all we need to do is just rest easy with an armed guard of the peace of God that marches out there in front of our mind, that keeps our minds in the peace of God. Friend, these are the kinds of promises God gives to those who believed in Jesus Christ. Hope you're a believer today. And if you are, friend, let's live like believers should, as the children of God. Amen. Thanks for joining us for Focus on the Bible. For questions or comments about this episode or another biblical topic, you can mail us at Focus Ministries, P.O. Box 498, Danielsville, Georgia, 30633. For more information about our ministry, you can visit our website, www.freddiecoil.org. That's F-R-E-D-D-I-E-C-O-I-L-E.org. This is Focus on the Bible.